0: Financial residency podcasts are brought to you this week by weatherbyhealthcare.com. Just as the right advice helps you thrive financially, the right support team allows you to excel professionally. Weatherby Healthcare's locums experts will match you with the best jobs, prepare you for success, and provide 24 seven support. The bottom line is that working locums with Weatherby helps you earn more money and take better control of your career. If that sounds like music to your ears, Head over to weatherbyhealthcare.com slash payday to get started.
1: Hi, welcome to the Mortgage Minute. I'm your host, Doug Krause with BMO Harris Bank. You can always reach me at 816-728-3631 or dougkrause.com. You can also request a free copy of the book there or at hippocratichouse.com. Email me, call me. Text me anytime. Happy to answer any questions for you. So, today, just briefly want to talk about house affordability. I kind of went over this a little bit last week. Surprisingly, if you look at where we were a year ago versus where we're at today, uh, houses, let's say, cost 20% more, rates are double. It's definitely sticker shock that the same house costs you 60% more for a payment than it did a year ago. So, Another reason that I am a fan of the 7-6 arm at the moment, something that people should be looking at. And hopefully with the idea that if I'm right and most of the other experts in the industry feel like rates are probably going down in 2023, late 2023, I should say, or 2024, meaning you're probably going to refinance in a couple years anyway. So why not take advantage of the lower rate while you're waiting on rates to come back down. No guarantees rates will come down. So just always keep that in mind that you are taking a risk. Most seven year arms do have a cap of five over the start rate and they can jump that entire five points all on the first adjustment. So it does not go without risk going that route. Again, going back to housing and the payment shock and affordability, I do want to just touch briefly on, I get asked all the time, you know, want to see what I can qualify for. And obviously that's literally what I do daily is help people figure out how much you can afford. But I also go one extra step that a lot of my friends in the business do this as well, but some just don't, and I don't like it. And that is tell you what you can afford versus tell you what you should buy. And not for me to say, Hey, this is, your money, you get to choose and do with it what you want. But at the same time, I don't want you to look at, and I think if you listen to my wife's podcast, Grand Rounds with Dr. Tammy, she's certainly going to agree with this and read the book, same thing. She's going to agree that people constantly want to know what they can afford versus what they should buy. And you can afford 45% of your gross income for all your bills. So if you make $20,000 a month, you can afford $9,000 worth of payment. If you have $1,000 student loan payment and $1,000 of the car loans, that leaves you $7,000. That means you can afford to get approved for $7,000 house payment. Should you do that? No, absolutely not. You should be looking at something that in my opinion, that leaves you another 10% cushion. Sometimes you just don't have a choice. If you're a resident and you're in a high cost area, you might not even be able to buy a house and stay under the 45%. If you're in a high cost area like California, it's just a given that your debt to income ratio is going to be higher than somebody in Oklahoma where they can get you know, the same house you're buying for 30, 40 cents on the dollar probably. So it's definitely not a one size fits all, but the 45% is. And there's also other mitigating factors. I think you have to consider states like Texas and Florida and Nevada and some of these states that don't have state income tax. A little more comfortable with someone, you know, taking a 40% debt ratio, knowing that they don't actually owe any state income tax, meaning that other 60 percent, you're keeping six percent more of your income than somebody that has to pay state income taxes. So no one size fits all for sure. But just know that when somebody like me tells you, yes, you can afford, you know, a seven thousand dollar house payment and here's how much house that'll buy. That doesn't mean that's what you have to go out and buy. I mean, I think you have to look at something that you still have money left over at the end of the day to save for retirement, to have vacations to where you're not just going to work just so you can pay for a place to stay that you don't even have time to stay in because you're working all the time. So realtors tend to want to push you towards the higher limit. A lot of lenders do the same just because we are commissioned. So don't let somebody talk you into something more than you already want. Number one. And number two, really stop and consider, you know, what you want out of your house versus how much time is it going to take away from your family to afford it. So, and I'm by no means saying live like a resident when you're five years out, because realistically, one, that's not going to happen. And two, you know, if your income quadruples or even more than that, why should you live in, you know, something a resident can afford if you could now afford that million dollar house. But at the same time. Just because you can afford a three million dollar or two million dollar house doesn't mean that you won't be happier in a one million dollar house with not stressing about living paycheck to paycheck. And surprisingly, there are a lot of people that make four or five six hundred thousand dollars a year that aren't really that far removed from paycheck to paycheck. And there's just no reason for it when you make that kind of money. I just encourage everybody to really set down and figure out their budget and hopefully agree that having a house that's going to meet all your needs that you're going to be happy with, is isn't going to put you right at the upper limits of what somebody like me tells you can afford. So some people, you're just not going to be able to avoid it based on your circumstances. But if you have a choice, and there's just a drastic difference in somebody finances when I'm looking at them if they're at a 35 or 30% total debt ratio versus 45, the 45 just feels uncomfortable to me. I mean, the more you make, of course, the more that 55% ends up being, but at the same time, I mean, who wants to make six, seven, 800,000 a year and still be a month out on pay, pay stub to pay stub versus, or paycheck to paycheck rather, versus actually having tons of money and wanting to take some time off and go spend time with your family, take vacations, retire early. So many other things that, and I know it sounds funny coming from somebody in the industry, but there's other things that are just as important as your house and where you're going to have your family at. Anyway, that was just my two cents. Hopefully I'll hear from some of you. If you have any questions, again, dubcrofts.com is the best way to get a hold of me. Talk to you next week. Thanks.
0: If you're ready to start boosting your earning power with locums, head over to weatherbyhealthcare.com payday to learn more.